Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Well, um... I was wrong. Uh, we, we lost, but you and you guys are right. But you guys both said that Milwaukee would cover the spread, right? Both you guys said that they'd cover. Did we the say spread. that. Yeah, well, I thought we said the six cover spread. No, I, I, I was the only one to have that. But I mean, I, was, I would have lost. That took us straight up. Um, but so we were half right, and you were totally wrong. We were half <laughs> right. And you were totally wrong. <laughs> Felt good for a little bit there, though, until they went down that eight and zero run against us. Um. But yeah, so we're gonna kind of dive right into the uh, the game uh, last night. So Sixers lost uh, a one point loss, um, kind of a moral victory there, I would say a little bit. Um, I mean, we we, we, look, we looked great with it with the, with the new uh, coaching staff. Some guys filled in nicely. Kelly Oubre looked phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I just kind of want to get your reaction on what you guys saw last night. What's what's to love? What's to not like? And what you saw based on uh, the first game of the season, guys. <sighs> I mean, well, I guess I was, I guess I was encouraged that, you know, the, the fight was still there. I thought it, at one point I thought we were just going to pack it in. Um, excuse me, we made a comeback. Um, so I'm excited about that. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about the multiple amounts of guys scoring. Um, yeah, that's nice. That was encouraging. Um, Thought we had a bad whistle at times, but not enough for me to think that that's why we lost the game. Um, if I had any discouragement, it was kind of the same fame, same old feel of getting behind, making a comeback, losing in the end. Um, yeah, that's sort of been been here for a while. Um, you know, you get a chance like that again. We we, we got to win more more of those games this year than lose them. I think in order to um, kind of really catapult ourselves, and at the same time, especially that particular team that we know is going to be there in the end. So if we could have got a road win against them, and if it comes down to tiebreakers, that game could can end up meeting more later in the year than than obviously it does right now, as far yeah. as you know placement and stuff like that. But overall. Not a bad start, I man. You, you can't be overly excited without a win, but it was some encouragement, especially with the cloud that's still there. But um, I guess you feel better with a win, but you know, hopefully, it'll be carry over to game two and, and, and get the W in that game. Um, 
I think the victory parts of the players kind of got a visual and seeing that it can be okay without hard. I think there was so much anticipation for this. How are we going to be with this cloud? How are we going to be without hard? And can we do it? Like as if he's been like a, a career sixer or something. Um, that was one of the best teams in the league with maybe the most hype of the off season. So, you know, they had a lot to come into um, and for them to play that great to win. I, I mean, their players had to play great, right, for them to win. It's not like Lillard had a bad game, and we, that's the reason why we kept it close, or Giannis was terrible, yeah. we kept it close. They played great. Uh, they had to win with Lillard taking 17 free throws. So um, I think it definitely allows us to be like, okay, we have a good team here. Um, other thoughts I have throughout the game. Uh, I think MB performed well below his level. Uh, I think if he performed like an MVP scoring champ, we would have won. Um, he was careless with the ball. He had seven turnovers. He has many turnovers as he did rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked a little gassed at times, which I kind of expected. He played one preseason. He did not look. He was. <laughs> yeah. Especially when we when we went up a little bit, he had a really bad couple series where he he had the. The Brooke Lopez top of the key where he didn't even make an attempt to close out. And then right after that, he had that like Andre Drummond impression where he just kind of just threw the ball to the middle of the court and got intercepted and Crowder hit that three, six point swing right there. That was, that was massive. Yes. Uh, I was just like, that was, that was a huge, that was a big part of their comeback. Oh, that yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was kind of, it was over. The swing happened there and we just kind of didn't recover until we were down by like five at that point. Um, that was huge for me. Uh, we missed a lot of free throws, which is not very characteristic of our team. We're actually a really good free throw shooting team. 19 of 28 is terrible. Uh, I wanted to see a little more of Springer. I thought he had a good – I thought he brought a good defensive energy to the first half. Um, that two-handed block was pretty pretty sick. Yeah, um, I just I – mean, I don't know how they – I don't know how they can swing that with him. Um, as, as, yeah. much as, as much as they're playing Maxi, like – like, I just don't know. And then you got Melvin. Melvin's going to have to play a good, a good deal of minutes. And I think the way Kelly played, Kelly played kind of shook things up. The way he was scoring the basketball from the that's beginning. very true. Yes, um, you have to so keep I playing him when he plays that. I think yeah, I think Springer. There'll be times where his minutes come up, but I, but I thought in that particular game, you had to go back to that lineup that was mm-hmm. you know because I thought PJ's minutes were a little cut because of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was getting in foul trouble too. So um you brought him back in in the end and and but yeah it's I think he'll have his I think he'll have his chances. He'll definitely have his chance. Springer have his chances. Um glad we brought up Ubre. Again, I want to go back to him maybe being one of the best sixer offseason signings in a very, very long time. Um, it's probably the best bench score we've had since Lou Williams. Based on, yeah, this, this small sample size. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, he's a 20 point scorer from last year. So, I mean, we did just bring on a 20 point scorer who's going to be on our bench. Right. So, and he, yeah, he's not like I told you last night. Yeah, this is great, but get ready for a two of 13 type game in the next couple of weeks. I'm not going to be surprised by that either. I don't think he's going to do this every game. 
But that's what you want in your bench score, a guy who can just, like, go off, right? We haven't had that in a while. Um, dollar for dollar, I think he might be the best free agent signing of the offseason. Um, you mean all, all teams? Any team. Hmm. I know it's a very big statement, big hot take. But <laughs> we're going dollar for dollar. That's the key there, right? So for what we gave yeah, I guess, you know, Laker fans, if you know, if you ask them, like every one of their free agents oh, is, yeah. was better than anything that anyone else signed. Well, if you ask Laker fans, they want to trade uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell for like Donovan Mitchell straight up, and they think it's a fair deal. <laughs> so, I mean, so, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All I ever heard was THT for everybody. THT for anyone's best player. Uh, he's the best. Come on, man. THT. We'll throw THT in there. Um, too many fouls. Refs sucked a bit. They missed a few open ones. Um, I think the one that PJ argued that Giannis did that spin that they had the audio of. Um, I think that was an offensive foul. I think that traveling that they missed where he threw the ball to himself and caught it with an air ball, another one they missed. Um, but overall, it was encouraging. Yeah, I, mean, I would say that. Well, I thought that one was a travel. They said it was, it was end up being this ball came out, slipped out of his hands, up and over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, yeah, that one shot me because they hit a three after that. Yeah. And even in that game, they overturned two calls. I didn't have I didn't really have a question with the with the calls. Like I, I thought that um like I didn't have a problem with the calls they made on that. Like I, I could see it going the way they said it, and I could see it going yep. either way. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't think it was like clear this is a charge or clear this is a block. Like I thought what they called is was I was fine with it. But I, I wasn't fine with that shot and he lost the ball but he lost the ball shooting it <laughs> he I know. just lose the ball yeah dribbling it <laughs> yeah i know um overall watching the game i just realized that i'd like to see us use this time to just kind of evaluate what we need as our next step right like we're, we're an incomplete team we've said that this entire offseason we're an incomplete team so this is like this is our team right now plus whoever we get in, in a trade through assets or whatnot, right? So what do we need? Um, that's how I'll be watching these games for the most part, like just trying to pinpoint what's the kind of player that we really need to bring to this team to bring, to level up. Um, and I'm not going to say I'm looking for negative, although I kind of am, but we're in a new, unique position where we're on the brink of gaining assets and then trading for a possible all-star player. Um, and when you're in that kind of position, take this time to deep dive to see exactly the kind of player you need to go after. If that guy's available, you like you jump on it. So um, I think it's overall great start to the, a good start a good start to the season. I think it's a great start to Nurse's coaching career in Philadelphia, though. It's encouraging for him and the players get to see early on, like, oh man, like this is this is good, this is working, right? So. Also, let's give out Tobias Harris's flowers. Eight of nine last yeah. night, twenty points, three for three from downtown. Made the most of his um his nine field goal attempts. But like we said, nine shots. That's yeah. not a lot. That's, that's what I see with Tobias. On the day that he has it going, and missing one shot, he only get nine shots. Mm. Like that last three he had in the fourth. I I, I was like, I I don't even remember Tobias's last shot in this game. 
Yeah. Was the was the three his last shot? Oh, that was I'm pretty sure that was his last shot. But even before that, I was like, what I don't remember him shooting before. The shot before that? No, nah, he had a shot. Um it kind of rolled in. Oh, the front rim like bouncing yes. one? Yeah, yeah. I think you're right about that. I think that, that yeah. was his one um before that. Um and he had that one on the same possession as the one that MB threw away. Him and MB had like a pick and roll where he rolled off uh oh he rolled and then um Tobias started going to the rim and looked like he got, he got frustrated. I couldn't tell you who he was getting frustrated with. And then he threw it back to Embiid, and Embiid threw it away on that possession. I like to go back and watch that because he was he was pissed off and mouthing off to somebody about not doing something. Um, I wonder. Probably, somebody probably didn't execute the play. Correctly. Yeah. Um, but uh, about Kelly Oubre, um, so Kelly Oubre is 27 points are the most ever scored by a Sixers reserve in the team's season opener. Maurice Spates had 26 October 2009. Ooh, no, it's all right. No. Um, so uh, dur- last night after the game, uh, Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer, um, he tweeted, the Sixers look really, really good, and especially for that reason, they should be patient in finding the proper return for James Harden. They can't settle when the right package could put them back in the title conversation. Daryl Morey liked the tweet um, after the uh, – after the game, well, what'd you get? What, what do you guys think about that? Do you think this kind of prolongs the James Harden wait for the best trade opportunity? I mean, seeing our team fight against I mean, the you can do like that, but it don't make you better right now. I mean, people talking about the Sixers look great and we lost, yeah. So, we we, we into how we look and are we all trying to win a championship? Like, I get it, you look you probably look better because the expectations were lower because of the cloud because of James. Yeah. But you still lost the game. Yeah. Yeah, we lost with Ubre and Harris going 17 of 20. And we lost. Yeah. So <laughs> although it's encouraging, you still look at it and go Maxi getting 31. Maxi scoring 31. Eight assists, no turnovers. We lost the game. Yeah. 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 I mean, I see what he's saying though. I, I just don't see how that can get people enth- enthusiastic. Yeah. for waiting for a trade. Like, come on, man. I, talk, I see what you're saying. That about, it, but they talk about the James stuff the whole game. I know they do. Well, that's going to happen. That's not going to stop. I mean, they're investigating. They talk about it. They're investigating. They did all this stuff. So it's like the whole – That's you think we think that's just going to disappear and go away? No. I mean, they say the league is looking into why he's not playing. I think it's reasonable why he's not playing, though, right? Why? You know, he's hardly he's probably practiced with the team for the past like two weeks. You can't just go to an NBA game and play, you know, play. You major. can, yes, you can. So if I, you were the NBA, and I called you, and I was like, "Look, man, I don't, I don't want him to pull his hamstring, and then now we can't trade him to the Lakers, the Clippers anymore. We're screwed." Yeah, but that that doesn't that's not a reason for why he can't play. Not being in shape. So who says he's not in shape? Not in game shape. I mean, he he and B hadn't practiced. B doesn't say anything. He, he played last week. He, he was out of shape. He he's out of shape. He played in the preseason game though. He's out of shape. But it's optics, right? He played in our last preseason game. Okay. 
It's more you than like he, you said he looked tired. You said that he did. They, they all tired. It's the first game. Then it's four preseason games. Okay, so so my so my point is, if if you feel that you're worried about him in his conditioning, then play him less. Not not play him at all. That's how you see do. Why he he, his you cut his minutes. I don't see why he could not play you on the bench. Yeah, I mean, that's that's my point. Like, so that's they didn't want him there. Could have no, the same thing he wanted to do. It's the NBA, man. If you want the guy to, the guy wants to be on the trip, he's not coming off an injury where you're where, where all of the proper equipment that he needs to rehab is at the facility, and you can't really do it in the hotel or at a visiting arena. He's just a guy that's just hadn't been there, but it's not a rehab thing. So whatever he did, trust me, he could have done on the road. He's coming off hurt feelings, though. I mean, from what I read, he was he was going to visit his ailing mother. That's what they said. So, if no, if I'm he not, had, I'm in the whole offseason. I'm in the whole. I'm just saying, I'm just talking about the last two weeks of missing training camp. So, if if he didn't ask for a trade and he said, and this and the story came out that he was with his ailing mother, yeah. this would be a non-topic about of, of him missing time. It would be yeah. a non-topic. Yeah. Yeah, but now since the other stuff is there, it's like it's fake. Well, do you, if you're about to trade a guy, are you a little more cautious on what you're putting him through in the game before you get to trade him? Though, man, I understand that, but all I'm saying is, from a league perspective, you can't do that anymore. If a player just can't not show up for games, then you can just not play him for no reason and tell him to stay away. It goes both ways. Especially it's, it's nationally televised games, they're really yes. scrutinizing, right? So a yeah. guy gets in trouble for, for not playing, then you 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 probably get in trouble for not allowing them to join the team and not play. Well, I heard him and Maury had a wink wink deal for him not to come on the, on the play. No, but I'm just saying so from 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 Jay's perspective, if he was told to stay away, then what is the league gonna say to the what is the team gonna say to the league? We the want Sixers. him to get ready because he wasn't there. Yeah. Look, what I would say, I would say, look, it's a, it's a weird situation. Yeah, but that, but that's 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 why they asked him not to come because it looks worse if he's there and don't play versus mm-hmm. not there. Yes, that's true. They also did probably didn't want any kind of like just in case he did try to be unprofessional while there, a distraction. They're just they just maybe just like you know what, let's just play like these first two games without you around just to kind of get. Get get the season started at least, and then you can just come on back. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, we're gonna find out Sunday because our home opener. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have to be at the home opener because they said it was only the first two games. So that means Sunday yeah. is gonna be the. Um, yeah. You have no excuse at that point. And he can't log what a few minutes against the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, come on. Yeah. He can, play, he can play 15, 20 minutes in that game. I think. Yeah. Um, oh, God. <laughs> uh, so uh, one of the big things, um, so I think I was watching uh, some of the morning talk shows and stuff. They were talking about how the way Maxie played last night also adds to this conversation of maybe not trying to either get rid of James now or keeping him away from the team to find out the best possible package because the way we played last night, the, the fast movement kind of benefits Maxie's play, not really James Harden's play. 
Um, and Maxie's game last night, 31 points. Eric mentioned eight assists, zero turnovers um, as the primary ball handler last night. Um, so my question to you guys, um, what impressed you the most about Maxie's performance uh, last night? And they asked Embiid after the game what impressed him the most, and he said the zero turnovers um, for being like the first time being like yeah. the, the guy. Um, well, yeah, what, what, what did you see, Eric, that you saw? Uh, what would you see from Maxie last night that impressed you so much? I think the, the turnovers, but the turnovers were a combination of him still being aggressive, but being even more under control. Um, and I think that's a big reason for why he was turnover free. Um, his decision making was better. Um, didn't take many chances, kind of let the game come to him. Um, but, you know, that comes with experience too. I mean, he, he was solid, played well. Um, you know, I, I think. <clears throat> You know, the way he's playing, the, the amount of minutes he's playing, I would like to see the assists even higher um, for me to ultimately buy into um, him being the primary ball handler no matter what happens. Because um, I still think some more plays are going to be made, need to be made you know, for other guys to be more successful and for the game to be easier for other guys. I still think it needs to come more from Maxie making plays and Joel from scoring and playing off of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a little, I mean, even though he was getting the assist, I think I saw a little better two man game towards the end. Him and, uh, him and Joe had a couple of nice pick and rolls toward the end of the game that, was a little more encouraging, uh, at least moving forward for them too. It'll take some time, right? But eight to zero assist to turn, turnover ratio is awesome. Um, I love that even when sometimes he seems quietly, he's not putting his massive print. He doesn't seem to get down. He just seems to keep going. And then all of a sudden you look at his stats, you're like, he's got 20 and five. Oh my gosh, I didn't even notice that. Um, like it's, it's like a lightning that just keeps like leaking out of the bottle until it just gets out there. Um he looks like he's ready for another jump. One of the most impressive things, 10 free throw attempts last night. Do you know how many times he shot 10 free throws in a game last season? Do you guys want to guess? Two? Eric? Less than four. Zero. 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 Huh. That, does, that doesn't surprise me. If, um, I think of, if you think about him not being the primary ball handler and not the primary scorer. Um, that's not shocking. But so one game, was, uh, but no games is, you know, it's hard to do. But it's not hard to do if if you're not if you're usually catching the sh- shooting. He did more catch and shoot threes or jump shots than he did really attack. Most of his attacking came in transition with mm-hmm. unbalanced defense. Yeah. Well, you say that, yeah, like I think Lillard had like 15 free throws off of jump shots. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> I guess it just depends who you are. Yeah, I mean, but they, they're also – you also have a guy that's one crafty in, in, in getting those shots off and, and people um, closing out hard to him. And you have yeah. people to close out, close out hard to him um, that don't traditionally guard perimeter players a lot. So a lot of guys is trying to block his shot or, you know, trying to contest his shot. And all of a sudden he stops and he's raising up before they even contact 
comes. A lot of that comes with being a little crafty and, and being able to take a chance. Uh, most guys don't want to waste a shot attempt thinking that they won't call the foul. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to throw this ball up here. He, he yeah. made one. He got an end one. Like I that. know he did. <laughs> and the other one he made, they they, they waved off because they said it was on the floor, thank goodness. Um, one of those look like one of those awkward jumps, though, where you jump into somebody that they said they're going to stop giving calls to uh, offensive players on. But Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a difference between jumping into someone and then jumping into the direction of someone but don't make contact. So if you're jumping into the direction and they're still moving into you, that's a foul. It's like he didn't jump into them while they're standing still and they're in a basketball position. That, that's the difference in the call. If he can move towards you, but if you move in also, then this majority of the time it's going to be a foul on you, on the defender. And being crafty, I mean, that's, you know, it's just, yeah. Um, with how well you play, do you think the Sixers brass – they're in like no rush to have Harden back. You think that would? You think it would also kind of screw up Maxi's flow to give him like that the keys, and then all of a sudden be like, no, no, you're not driving today. You know what I mean? I, mean, I think if they had their wish, they would. James, they would sit James out until they traded him. Yeah, it's, it's not possible. Yeah, if you're not going to trade him, you got to play him. Um, and that's what the league wanted. <laughs> wanted guys to play, so it's like this is the other side of wanting guys to play. Yeah, the yeah. reading the guys that play. So now, when the guy you want to stay away wants to play, there's nothing you can do. Who would have thought Harden causing the most damage by wanting to play in games? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think it's like damage. Like I think if he plays, he'll play well. No, no I don't mean damage in that regard. Of, yeah, I know what you mean. It's just a matter of come on now. It's not going anywhere. This isn't going. This isn't how it's going to end. Like, why are we doing this? Uh huh. Well, especially if they're not even talking about trading. The Clippers have said, hey, man, you know what? We're good. Yeah. And they, they, because the season started, they're saying that. We're good now. Yeah. We ain't trying to go into – we're not – their incentive and their motivation is different than the Sixers. They were trying to get it done before where the Sixers are like, we'll wait. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, like someone said recently, the, the, the more games that go by – the less incentive they have because it might only be a one-year deal. So what, I'm going to make this trade with assets for 60 games of Harden now? Like, yes. no. So. I, like, I think he, I think now he goes to a team that's just like shedding salary. Chicago. Yeah. You that's know what the, I'm saying? That's, the, the, that's the newest rumor. Um, they have the second highest odds to get him outside of the Clippers. Yeah, I asked one, a, a good friend of mine that's a, from Chicago and Bulls fan. I said, would y'all give a Zach for um, James and whatever else? And he was like, I would. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not a really a, a Zach. He's not high on Zach as a, as high as other people are. But I was like, yeah, okay. I'm just There's asking. a big, big split with those fans. Some are like, no, Levine can still be like a superstar. Yeah. And there are other ones that are just like, yeah, give us a fresh start, man. They're, they're more into the, the the shedding the salary. They don't want that contract anymore. Yes. that's I believe that's the only way we get them because of that. Plus, if you're Chicago and you want to shed salary but still sell tickets, James Harden's not a bad guy to acquire in that deal. Yeah. He's still an exciting player. So you'll still have – people will still buy those jerseys, even if it's for one year. So it's like you'll still do well in, in the seat department. 
So yeah, I mean, James has still put up some numbers too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James DeRozan and Vooch is not a bad three to have on your team. They're a play. They're, that's still a playoff team. Yeah, they might even get better. Some redundancy yeah. with Levine and, and and DeRozan. At least you got a guy who averages eleven assists passing the ball off. And yeah, they aren't. Him. Yeah, they're different. They're different. A pick and roll game with Vooch and Harden would be nice too. Yeah. Yeah, and Chicago's already having players only meetings after uh, after their first loss. I mean, so there's forty eight minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, we 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 could get our uh, Zach Levine uh, to Philly. Wish we've been talking about for a couple years now. Yeah. Do you think we want? Do you think like the the Maury, That's one of the targets. Do I think that's one of his targets? Yeah, I don't know why it wouldn't be. Yeah, like I I don't know why. If if you hear the rumors, why you wouldn't make a call? Like, oh. yeah, unless he's like just delusional and he thinks like he can get Donovan Mitchell or something. No, yeah, I mean, if you're making that call, you got to make <laughs> Zach's an All Star too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, uh, I don't understand. Like, what 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 do you mean you make it for Donovan Mitchell but not him? Yeah, <laughs> I don't get that. And we have been hearing all star level guard as well. Guard, uh, yes. So, yeah. But, yes. Like, he, he takes off all the boxes. Yeah, he does. I think him and Maxie would be a decent fit in the backcourt. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. So, we're going to get to our final topic here. We got game picks this weekend. We got, we got double, we got back to backs this weekend. Uh, so, Saturday, uh, we have Toronto's the Nick Nurse revenge game, I guess. Um, so Nick Nurse makes his return to Toronto where he won a championship. Um, I haven't seen the line for that game yet, uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll just go straight up. Um, who do you think wins? Um, Sixers-Toronto Saturday. Sixers win. They still have trouble with Joel. I have Sixers taking that one. Um, Toronto had some turnover too, so they're still trying to get right. Um, close win against the Wolves at home. I think a slight extra edge for Nurse, knowing that roster, you know, uh, really well. Um, so yeah, and they'll be traveling because they have a back-to-back. They play Chicago tonight. Okay. Uh, do you guys think it's uh we we handle them pretty well, or do you think it's gonna be kind of a close, uh, uh, grind it out kind of dub? Close. Yeah, I think it's close, and we just pull away in the end. Mm-hmm. Man, comfortable, comfortable win, but not blowout. Yeah. Um. So then Sunday night, uh, we have our home opener against the Portland Trailblazers. Matisse, it's the uh, Matisse's return game back to Philadelphia again. Um. <laughs> And when you already have your return game, is that is that another return game? You just sure. play your old team, I guess. Um, but it's only one. That, that's true. Yeah, only one return game. Yeah. Um, but uh, line's not out for that one yet. Uh, who do you guys have? Um, Portland or Sixers uh, at home? Home opener. Portland team in transition. Uh, we have to win these games. Um, Sixers win. Um, pretty comfortable. Yeah, those are the games we definitely need to win. And we stumbled on these games early last year, actually. 
Yep. So, you know, uh, it'd be nice to actually beat the teams you're supposed to beat. I understand uh, uh, losing to a Milwaukee. I'm, I'll be less understanding losing to, you know, the Blazers of the world. So um, they have no business winning that game. I do, unfortunately, think that's also a back-to-back traveling for us. I think that will be a little closer than I'd like it to be, like it to be until the end. And then we kind of blow it open a little more. Maybe range like double digits at the end, but they keep it in that like six to nine range for too long, and I'm like, all right, guys, come on, get it, get it to double digits and keep it there, that kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, after that, um, so obviously we have our show Tuesday, but uh, we don't play again after Sunday till the second of November. So that's the Thursday game, I believe, and that's uh, home hosting Toronto, and then we don't play again till uh, I think Saturday when we play the. Uh, Phoenix Suns at home, so we have a bit, of, quite a few home games coming up here. After so we that. don't play the first um, in season tournament day on the third. I guess not. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We we have we have a like five five straight games at home. Yeah, to, uh, Portland, Toronto, Phoenix, Washington, Celtics. That's when the tournament starts, Eric. Yeah, the third. It's on Fridays and Tuesdays. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. I don't know if it's every Friday and Tuesday for everyone, but I know it starts on Friday and it's going Friday and Tuesdays Mm. because those are the national TV days. Ah, Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm seeing that now. So yeah, our, the first, our our first tournament game is uh, the 10th against Detroit because it says it on the schedule says NBA cup next to it. So yeah. Yeah. The the 10th Mm. at Detroit. And then the 14th um, home against uh, Indiana is our first two uh, tournament games. Fun. I forgot about that wrinkle this year. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. NBA Cup, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm ready to get my 76ers NBA Cup championship T-shirts. I mean, we, we, <laughs> if I'm not NBA championship uh, shirts, I'm only gonna get that at least. Look, I mean, if you look at our bracket, we set up to make it at least to the top eight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Yeah. yeah. You make it to the top eight. You win one. You only got to win one game to go to Vegas. Yeah. Harden comes in one game, sabotages it. It's like, it's like, it's like a professional wrestling storyline. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. Oh, this guy. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for everyone tuning in to Believe in 76ers podcast. We'll see you guys next week as we hopefully come off a uh, two-game winning streak by the time we so. next time we see you guys. Right. Sounds good. All right, All guys. Right. Take it easy. See you guys. On, guys. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.